This is Radio Influence. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Hey, welcome to a special episode of Beyond the Badge. I'm your host, Vincent Hill, and today is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and I hope everyone, if you're traveling, will have safe travels. If you're already to your destination, I hope that you enjoy your family. Speaking of destination and traveling, uh, I'm actually in Colleen, Texas, which is why I wasn't uh, on the air yesterday. I was driving for 14 plus hours, and I got to tell you, that was an ordeal. So, uh, my brother lives out here in Colleen, Texas. He's a, a professor at one of the uh, University of Texas branches. And my mother had the bright idea to do Thanksgiving here in Texas since my brother was recently in South Carolina uh, where she lives and she didn't want him to travel. And of course, you know, I'm so used to flying and getting there quickly that I suggested that everyone fly, but my mom didn't want to end up buying plane tickets for her, my dad, my niece, and my nephew. Uh, So, yeah, I I knew about this for about two and a half months that this was coming, and I was trying to make every excuse and every think of every way to get out of it. Like, I'd actually scheduled some work events out in L.A. so I could fly to L.A. and uh, on Monday and then just fly into Texas you know, the the morning of Thanksgiving and not have to deal with the drive out and then the drive all the way back to Atlanta, Georgia. So uh, needless to say, my son wanted to go to Texas instead of go to his mom's. So therefore, I was kind of stuck with with coming to Texas. And for the entire week before, I was just dreading this drive and dreading sitting in the car with my parents my niece, my nephew, and my son. So my parents get to Atlanta yesterday around uh, 5.30 in the morning, and I immediately jump in the driver's seat. Uh, And it took us about 30 minutes to get out of my parking lot, which rubbed me the wrong way because I love to be on a schedule and just get up and go. So anyway... uh, you know, we're driving. Again, it was 14-plus hours. Uh, you had to stop a few times. Uh, had to deal with a bunch of noise and ruckus in the car. Had to deal with people passing gas and stinking up the place. And You know, surprisingly, though, I, I wasn't upset with the drive as I thought I would be. Um it was actually quite refreshing. It took me back, way back to my childhood. You know, my dad was military, and we, we moved around a lot, and he was actually stationed here in Colleen, Texas. We left Texas in 1984. Uh, we drove out of Colleen, Texas, uh, never to return. Uh, but this time, it was, you know, this drive was actually refreshing for me because, you know, I, I put on some, some old-school gospel music that... Uh, you know, we used to listen to, and I just started reminiscing 
on on my childhood and you know that that bonding that you got when you were driving from state to state every two and a half years uh with your family so you know it was a great time uh you know me and my mother talked a lot probably more than we've talked in quite a long time and uh you know so the drive wasn't that bad it it made me realize that you know even though you don't agree with your family or see eye to eye with your family um they are the most important uh things in your life and uh yeah i'm grateful that i got a chance even though i thought i would hate it i'm grateful i got a chance to uh to do this drive so uh you know tomorrow's thanksgiving we're probably going to eat way more than we should and then saturday uh we're driving back to atlanta and then my parents are driving to Carolina, so I'll see if I can make this drive again on Saturday. I I did the majority of the driving. I think my mom took over for about an hour just so I can could uh, rest my eyes. But you know, when you're 44 versus 68, I guess you get tasked with with that part of it. Uh, so of course, just like last Thanksgiving, if you you've been listening to the show since. Uh, I went on the air last Thanksgiving. I talked about the Hill Christmas photo, and last year we wore all red, and we looked like the Bloods, the gang, the Bloods. So this year the the theme color is supposedly purple, and uh, you know the only thing I can think of is we're going to look like some Barney pedophiles. You know, a bunch of grown men wearing purple is really not a good look, but. It only happens once a year. Yeah, I've learned to just go with it and, you know, take part in the family photo. But, yeah, I'm curious to see how this purple comes out. When I heard that color, you know, I just thought of Barney. I love you. You love me. Uh, But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I still haven't really put up the last family photo because I'm not a big picture guy, you know, even though I'm. Like on TV and all this other stuff, I hate pictures with the passion, especially when they're pictures and colors I don't even like to wear. But you know, we'll see. So last year we were the Bloods. This year we're Barney. Uh, next year, who knows? Maybe we'll be the Incredible Hulk and we'll wear, wear uh, green. All right, let's let's start getting down to business here. Uh, so you know, last week I talked about my my Patreon account. Uh, www.patreon.com backslash Vincent Hill TV and uh, some of the cool things that my patrons would be able to take part in. So I actually got my first patron last week, uh, Charmaine Moore. I appreciate you. She's a a very uh, loyal listener here to Beyond the Badge. Uh, She made her first uh, donation to this great cause, and uh, you know, I, I just got to tell you, if if you uh, want some cool things, you want to see some behind the scene things, some exclusive videos that only my patron patrons can see. You know, I, I urge you to go to uh, Patreon.com, uh, become a patron. I posted my very first uh, five minute video there, uh, where I'm uh, talking about the black college professor who published the article in the New York Times. Uh, asking if his his kids, his black kids, could be friends with white people. 
So I, I talk about that and I uh, talk about exactly what I felt about that and begged a question for him uh, that I'm sure he could not answer. Uh, so if you want to see that video, and it's exclusive to my patrons. Uh, the episode is entitled Unfiltered. That's a new thing I'm doing exclusively for my patron account. So go to patreon.com backslash Vincent Hill TV. Sign up and get some exclusive behind-the-scenes exclusive videos and some pretty cool items that I'll send out to you. Okay, I want to switch gears over to Baltimore, Maryland. And Baltimore, Maryland is kind of in the news again, but unlike uh, 2015 with the death of Freddie Gray, there was another black man killed in the city of Baltimore just a few days ago that's really not getting a lot of steam from the mainstream media and the Black Lives Matter movement and the Jesse Jackson and the Al Sharptons and the Benjamin Crumps and Antifa and all of these other organizations. And it's quite simply because the black man that was killed was an 18-year veteran with the Baltimore Police Department. You may or may not have heard about it, uh, but he was a homicide detective. He and his partner were uh, attempting to talk to someone uh, that they believe was acting suspicious. I don't know if they were investigating a homicide or or whatnot, but uh, during that ordeal, someone uh, shot this detective in the head. He was transported to the hospital, but as many of you know, uh, your chances of survival from a gunshot wound to the head are very slim, and this detective did die. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's sad, A, that it's not getting the coverage, and B, it just just goes back to what I've said in the past. Black Lives Matter is a joke because here you have a black man killed in the city of Baltimore that itself has 300-plus murders already of black men by black men, and no one has heard about those murders except for the people in the city of Baltimore and their families, and no one has protested about those murders except for probably the families of those victims and no one has kneeled during the national anthem uh the only kneeling that probably took place was at those funerals so it just goes to show you that that whole black lives matter movement is a joke because at the end of the day this detective albeit he was a detective he was a black male so should his life not matter and there was a, a guy that was following me on Twitter, I don't even know how or, or why, uh, that would always uh, just send me some nasty uh, tweets. And the other day he sent me one that uh, showed, I, I can't remember where the, the officers were, but anyway, there was an officer that uh, appeared to be planting cocaine on his body cam on a suspect. Uh, that they had stopped for a traffic violation because, you know, the body cams capture the uh, last 30 seconds of anything you do once you activate it. So he sends me a message that says, uh, here go your, uh, your boys. These are the types of people you guys really are. And, you know, my response was, you know, unfortunately, there's bad and everything good. And I said, and I don't condone this. And uh, this this guy that sent this tweet to me as a black man. I said, but 
I said, since we're on the subject, I said, what about the black Baltimore police officer that was killed by a black man in Baltimore? I guess you condone that as well. And he's like, oh, well, I don't care about that. You just support uh, cops and all cops are bad. So, you know, my response was, you have no idea what the heck you're talking about. And he has since been blocked. But it just goes to show you the hypocrisy uh, of certain people, you know, to sit there and categorize all cops into one lump sum and to just write off the whole fact that this black detective was killed by a black man. And it just goes to show that, yeah, black lives matter if you were killed by a white person, whether they're a police officer or a short Hispanic neighborhood uh, crime watch guy. That's when your life matters. But if you're killed by a black man, or if you're a black police officer killed in the line of duty, your life doesn't matter. So, you know, I've talked about hypocrisy in the black community before on this show, and, man, that just nailed it to the T that this guy would totally, totally blow off what I asked him since he was coming at me, you know, assuming that I defend all cops. And let's be crystal clear, I don't defend the bad actions of anybody. If you're wrong, you're freaking wrong. Plain and simple. So let's look at a few things that are wrong, right? Here's a, one thing that's wrong. The killer of this this uh, detective in Baltimore is still out on the loose. And let's switch it over to Pennsylvania, where a rookie police officer that had been on the job for uh, less than six months was shot and killed during what some people would call a routine traffic stop. Uh, But the good news is that they actually uh, caught the person who shot and killed this uh, police officer in Pennsylvania. Uh, He was a 29-year-old Ramel Sal Holt of Pittsburgh, and he was arrested early yesterday morning after a very extensive four-day manhunt. And here's what's wrong with this picture. That's not making national news. Now, Mr. Holt is a black man who shot a police officer and killed him. A police officer that had been on the job less than six months. A white police officer. But it's not making national news. There's no one kneeling. There's no protest. There's no hashtags for this rookie white police officer. Now, let's switch these roles and let's just say this rookie police officer who was shot and killed, who's white, happened to shoot and kill Mr. Holt during this traffic stop because Mr. Holt was armed with a weapon, resisted arrest, fought, and the officer was left with no other choice but to use deadly force. Can you imagine the uproar that would be going on right now? Could you imagine turning on Thursday night football or Sunday night football or Monday night football and seeing everyone kneeling again because it would just go to show that that, uh, white police officers have it out for the black community, even though that, you know, Mr. Holt was committing a crime. Obviously, Mr. Holt 
for whatever reason, didn't want to go to jail. Otherwise, he wouldn't have shot and killed this rookie police officer. But nobody's speaking up on that. It's okay that this happened because it wasn't the other way around. And if that isn't hypocrisy at its finest, I don't know what is. Because I go back to what I said about the Baltimore police officer. Is this police officer in Pennsylvania, is his life any less valuable because he's not a black man in the black neighborhood? You don't think his family is going to be doing their own kneeling in prayer? You don't think his brothers and sisters in blue, some of them that are probably African-American, are doing their own kneeling in prayer because this rookie police officer who left behind a wife and child is no longer here? If that's not hypocrisy, I don't know what is. I don't know why a story like this doesn't get the same attention as if Mr. Holt would have been shot and killed by this police officer. It's hypocrisy in the black community. It's brainwashed in the black community. And it's hypocrisy by the mainstream media, in my opinion. But God, I tell you, boy, if if, uh, Holt, the person who shot this, this police officer in Pittsburgh, had been shot and killed, oh boy. We'd be hearing from uh, Colin Kaepernick again. He'd be adding one more name to the shirt he wears that has the names of Alton Sterling and Freddie Gray and all of these other people that have been killed by police when police were acting in official capacity. Boy, they'd be adding that name to the list. So just to be clear that this guy can flee from a car that was stopped for a minor traffic violation, drugs were found in the car, Uh, The driver of the vehicle has been charged with that. He can flee from a car, shoot this police officer six times, and nobody cares about it at all. It's perfectly fine because in some people's minds, as sick as it sounds, well, that's just one for the black people because it happens to black people all the time by white police officers. So why should black people care that this white officer was killed by this black man. And I I just thought of something. The officer's funeral is today, the day before Thanksgiving. Can you imagine how affected the lives of his family will forever be around the Thanksgiving holiday when most people are just concerned about not eating too much, what football game to watch, the Macy's Thanksgiving parade, this officer's family will never, ever be the same again. And if that doesn't hit home to anybody in this country, then I would call you heartless. No matter what your political belief is, no matter what your personal beliefs are regarding police, If it doesn't affect you that this police officer who was simply doing his job and stopping a vehicle for a minor traffic stop lost his life and now his family's lives will forever be affected. If that doesn't touch you in any way, you are very heartless. Okay, I want to switch gears and go uh, out to Dallas, 
Texas uh, here for just a minute. And you remember uh, last year uh, the shooter that ambushed and killed uh, five Dallas police officers uh, in retaliation to the death of Alton Sterling. Uh, tragic story uh, from from Dallas. Uh, the son of one of the officers killed uh, actually died by suicide uh, this past Monday. Uh, William Thompson called 911 early Monday morning and said he was planning on killing himself uh, when Corsicana, Texas police arrived to the scene. Uh, they approached and tried to talk him down, but unfortunately, uh, he shot himself. Uh, and committed suicide. They say uh, self-inflicted gunshot wound. I can only assume that it was uh, to the head. Um, and no apparent suicide note was found. Uh, but obviously, uh, this young man was, was suffering some kind of uh, issue where he felt he had to take his own life. And who knows, maybe it was the result of what happened to his his father, uh, Brent Thompson, who was one of the officers that was killed. Uh, he was the Dallas area rapid transit officer. One of the five officers killed last year uh, by the shooter, whose name I won't even call because he doesn't deserve it, uh, in response to the so-called unjustified death of Alton Sterling. And, you know, these are things people don't think about. They don't think about how the families of officers are affected when they're killed. You know, and I just mentioned it in, in the case in Pittsburgh, in the case in Baltimore. Nobody thinks about the families. Nobody thinks about the effects that this type of stuff has on families. Now, I don't know how old uh, this uh, William Thompson was before he killed himself. But, you know, even at 44, and my dad is in his 70s, he's luckily still here, but I don't know how I'm going to feel when my dad does leave this earth. And I pray that it's from natural causes and old age, but can you imagine your dad being killed by some idiot because that idiot thought that all police were just bad and wanted to do harm to certain people. Who knows what this young man dealt with for the last year plus. He didn't have his father. His father was taken away from him. You don't think that messed with his head? Of course it did. It would mess with anyone's head if you had that type of relationship with your father. Yeah, I, I don't know. what Whatever uh, the reason was, and... You know, I can only speculate. Yeah, I definitely don't know for sure, but I'm sure the death of his dad had something to do with his mental state. Uh, you know, again, that's one of those things. If you don't feel for because of political issues or what side you're on, if you don't feel some type of compassion for that, I will again say you are heartless uh, because... These types of things affect everyone. These are the stories that don't make mainstream media, but it doesn't make 
that any less important or any less valuable uh, than the, the big story that people want you to see. The fake story, in my opinion, that people want you to see. It doesn't make these types of things any less important, especially for those family members. All right, we're almost out of time, but I want to switch gears and take it back to St. Paul, Minnesota. And you may remember St. Paul, Minnesota. That's uh, where Philando Castile was shot and killed during a traffic stop. And the girlfriend, fiance, wife, or whoever she was, live streamed his death on Facebook. Uh, of course, there were some up and some protests there in St. Paul, Minnesota by the Black Lives Matter movement. But there's actually a very positive story coming out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Apparently, the uncle of Philando Castile, uh, Clarence Castile, uh, graduated the police academy and became a reserve police officer. Um, It was something he said he wanted to do after the death of his nephew to show kids that police are not anything to be afraid of. Uh, And after his graduation, he made a statement. He says he thinks about his nephew every day. Part of this is about him. I don't want people to be afraid. Police aren't here to hurt you, even though you've heard stories and you've seen things on TV, but all of that isn't everything. And, man, I can't... uh, say enough about how great this is, right? Because you know, here, here's an individual, uh, Philando Castile's uncle, Clarence, who could have very easily just been part of the problem rather than the solution and just continue to say police are bad and not try to understand uh, the other side of things about what actually happens in policing. But no, he took it upon himself to go to the police academy to learn policing and to be able to go out and teach the black community that, hey, what you hear on TV is not necessarily true. You know, he wanted to learn for himself, and he's trying to teach others the same thing. And, I mean, I I commend him for that because, you know, I've always told people, if you really want to know what happens, if you really want to know why police act the way they do, put on the uniform and get out there and do the job. And then come back and talk to me about these so-called injustices that you see in the black community. And Clarence Castile actually went out and did exactly that. So I would challenge him to tell Colin Kaepernick and all of these other guys to go out and do the same thing. You really want to know what happens. You really want to know what the use of force is. You really want to know when you can use it. Go out and learn it for yourself. So... Yeah, I commend uh, Clarence Castile for going out and learning, and more importantly, going out to teach people that what you see on TV is not always true. Police are not there to just come and wreak havoc on the black community, contrary to what people have been told, what they've been brainwashed to believe. All right, it's unfortunately time for my 10-7 segment in this week I'm actually going to honor uh, two officers, Officer Detective Sean Souter, uh, Baltimore, Maryland Police Department, shot and killed November 16th, and then Brian Shaw, shot and killed November 17th, 
New Kingston Police Department in Pennsylvania. And I mentioned earlier that his shooter has actually been apprehended. Unfortunately, Detective Suter's shooter has not been apprehended. There's currently a reward for uh, the shooter. I believe it's up to $215,000 at this point. Detective Sean Suter succumbed to a gunshot wound he sustained the previous day while attempting to interview a person during a homicide investigation in the 900 block of Bennett Place. He and his partner were canvassing the area when he observed a man attempting to hide in an alley. He notified uh, his partner and then approached the man to speak to him. The subject proceeded, uh, sorry, produced a handgun and opened fire, striking Detective Suter in the head. Detective Suter was placed in a patrol car to be transported to the University of Maryland Medical Center. During the transport, the patrol car was struck by another vehicle. Detective Suter was then transferred to another vehicle and transported to the hospital where he remained on life support until succumbing to the gunshot wound the following day. The man who shot him fled the scene and remains at large. Detective Suter, a U.S. Navy veteran, had served with the Baltimore Police Department for 18 years and was assigned to the homicide unit. He is survived by his wife and five children who will forever be affected around the Thanksgiving holiday. Police officer Brian Shaw was shot and killed while making a traffic stop of a vehicle in the 1200 block of Leishman Avenue at approximately 8 p.m. The driver fled on foot during the traffic stop, then opened fire on Officer Shaw as he pursued him. Officer Shaw was fatally wounded in the chest during a foot pursuit. The subject fled the scene but was arrested November 21, 2017. Officer Shaw had served with the new Keniston Police Department for only five months. He had previously served as a part-time officer for three years with Cheswick Police Department, Fraser Police Department, and Springdale Township Police Department. He is survived by his parents, brother, and grandmother who won't be able to make him any pie this Thanksgiving because unfortunately he is not here to partake in it. So I've said this time and time again. If you don't believe that policing is the most dangerous job in the world, think again. If you don't think that in seconds your life can be taken just because you're a police officer doing your job, think again. So to those two officers, Godspeed to you, my prayers to your family, especially during this Thanksgiving holiday season. It's unfortunate that you won't be here to celebrate Thanksgiving. More unfortunate that your family now really doesn't have anything to be thankful for. Besides the fact that one of the shooters was apprehended, the other one, they will catch. Believe me, they will catch him, especially with the reward of $215,000. I want to thank my listeners for listening. Again, go to my Patreon account, www.patreon.com backslash Vincent Hill TV. Subscribe and get some cool things. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Have a very safe and happy holiday. Whatever you do, don't drink and drive and enjoy your family. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, 
follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 